Well, hello and welcome to the Parent Network Podcast, episode 19. I'm Chris Sasser, but most people call me Sass. And I'm Marcy. And people call me Marcy. Because that's your name. <laughs> hey, and it's finally fall, Marcy. Can you feel it? I am loving it. Yeah. I really am. I'm not appreciating the fight it takes every morning to get my kids convinced that they need to wear pants. <laughs> but, I mean, they wear... Do they have to? Like, I mean, well, it's like the shorts versus... Oh, let them be cold, oh, right? Oh, right. Maybe if, that'll teach them. <laughs> if, they're, if they're cold, they'll put on pants. <laughs> I don't remember, but at some point when I was growing up, like my mom was the one who always, always, always put on your coat, put on your jacket, mm-hmm. make sure... It, and I remember somebody, either an aunt or an uncle or somebody said, look... If he's cold, he'll get a jacket next time. That's true. I mean, that makes sense. I might have to try that. Sorry, didn't mean to give you parenting advice on the Parent Network podcast. On the Parent Network podcast. Actually, that's really good advice. I might just start doing it. Although, I mean, you know my kids well enough to know that my kids will be like, oh, great. That also means I'm going to wear (laughs) this crazy costume to school. And since you're just letting me do things now. And the problem (laughs) with that is... Anyway, uh, <laughs> you make very valid points. <laughs> it is so funny. So CJ, our son, he, he like wears, you know, sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And I think he wears the same sweatshirt every, every single day. And yeah. we never like talked about it. It wasn't like a strategic, intentional parenting thing. Mm-hmm. But it is a battle we don't fight. I mean, why? to school. Yeah. I mean, you if know. If he likes it. If he likes it and, you know. It, Anyway, that's not really what we're here to talk about today. But fall. But it is fall, which means you should wear a jacket if you're cold. And um, and it's entering. you're entering into like a really busy parent season. Oh, yes. In a weird way. Like it always seems like October should be this like, oh, well, your, lo- your only big event, our holiday, is the, at the end of the month. But October seems to be where schools like stack stuff. Mm-hmm. So there's events like crazy. There's stuff going on, which we haven't had a lot of because, you know, hurricane. Yeah. But it, it is a big busy season and then right after halloween you're getting ready for thanksgiving and before thanksgiving even happens you're getting ready for christmas it's crazy right it's busy 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 but you know you got to get a pumpkin yeah at some point and yeah we went to the pumpkin church yes and yeah we got great pumpkins for those of you who don't live in Wilmington, yeah. there is a church that has their youth group. Does Wesley Memorial. Wesley Methodist. Memorial. Yes, great they church. They are amazing. Their youth group does a fundraiser every year, and they sell pumpkins. And they are notoriously known as... The Pumpkin Church. The Pumpkin Church. So we had planned on going to the Pumpkin Church uh, last Sunday to get our pumpkins, because we always do. And uh, Karen and CJ were out of town for the day. So Kylie and I were here at church doing something with Overflow uh, ran to Walmart to pick up something and we walked into Walmart like right when you walk in they had like this huge like monster boxes that like kids can crawl in full of oh, pumpkins cool. like grande pumpkins $3.88 each that's a steal so we diverted our plan to go to the pumpkin church even mm-hmm. though it's a good cause mm-hmm. and you know but we weren't going to pay 20 or $25 a pumpkin when mm-hmm. we got three grande pumpkins grande for pumpkins. $12. We're still in that phase of life that our kids can't carve anything anyway. So we were like, let's just <laughs> go small. Makes so sense. That worked out really well. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, so um, talk a little bit about what's going to be kind of happening in the parent network 
coming up like in the new year and you know we kind of had if you've listened to our kind of updates we put some things on pause because of everything going mm-hmm. on here in the area but we you've been working hard with michelle starbuck on kind of the fall yeah and, um, we're doing something here in the fall and then some things in the new year so tell everybody what's going on sure yeah and it's funny how you can use that time of, of pause it's so intentionally to do great things and that's what which we've is been... a good overall lesson for life right? oh absolutely yeah, sure. absolutely um but we have used this time to be really intentional about planning you know not just right now but next year um so for the first time ever the parent network has the whole 2019 calendar is set everything like, everything ready to go ready to go sweet so we're super excited about that but this November, we're actually doing November parent dinners, which really is a, a space for us to be able to say, hey, older parents, younger parents, invite another set of parents or or one or two, however many you can take into your home to have them over for dinner and make this as a time to spin together, to fellowship and find that calm after the storm. No really pun intended. no pun intended yeah. um, but it's been really great the turnout has been awesome we've already gotten so many people willing to host a dinner um, but we're still open for signups to you know host or go to a dinner and we've talked about just like just open your doors yeah it doesn't take you don't need to set the table beautifully like if you want to do paper plates and hot dogs that's, that's cool we might do yeah we just need yeah. to make that time to encourage each other as a community of parents. So that is still open. You can still sign up for that. Um, and that's in the Parent Network newsletter. Yep. It's on the website. Go to parents.portcitychurch.org and go to the events page, and you can click right there and right. sign up. Um, do that in the next couple of days. Yeah, totally can. worth doing. Yeah. We're really excited about that. Um, but we also have a save the date for you guys. January 10th, we've got a speaker lined up, and I'm not telling you yep. anything not yet, about not it yet, yet, yet. But save the date. January 10th is our kickoff event for the spring on our, our focus of real parenting. And which we haven't really had the chance to hit too much. Because Although on the podcast today, we kind of go there. That's true. We'll tell you about that, that in a minute. That is true. Yeah. So January 10th, save the date. Um, but the other thing we want to let make sure you guys know is in the past, we've done these events with parenting through the phases. Everybody's loved it. Really great. Um, thank you, Orange and Rethink. Yes. Thank you, Orange and Rethink a lot. But there are books in the bookstore at PC3 on Sundays. Please swing by. And grab a book. It's basically a workbook for you as a parent to go through for your child's age. There are some that aren't available right now. They're being shipped. It's taking a while because the warehouse also had to deal with Hurricane Michael. All the hurricanes. Um, But we're really excited about that and that resource to you. So Yeah, so we want to keep keep providing resources and uh, equipping and encouraging you as parents. and, And hopefully this podcast is doing that as well. And... On today's podcast, we have a great interview uh, with uh, Marcy and I have a good friend here at church. His name is Jim Gratton, and Jim is a parent and a servant and a leader in so many different ways. And I recently ran into Jim. He was hanging out with his uh, his adult son, Christopher. And, you know, we, we have a lot of parents we know who um, have adult children who kind of want to know how do you parent in that season of life. And and I feel like Jim has done that really well with both Christopher and Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And you'll hear more about kind of him and his story. And, and what's really great is it, it don't turn this off if you have um, younger children, because even though we started the interview kind of there with Jim, Jim goes into his story. He goes into just some great um, advice, encouragement for parents of all ages. And I won't kind of 
steal his thunder and the story, but it really, it kind of ends up becoming a, a podcast about us as parents being disciples yeah. ourselves. Yeah. So um, it's really, really going to be good. Marcy, I know you've listened to it. Anything you kind of got out of it? Yeah. I mean, I always lean towards like there, I mean, there's so many books that I've read for youth leaders and parents of teenagers and things like that. And it, there are moments I have a two year, two year old and an almost five year old. And there's moments where I'm like, well, this doesn't really apply to me yet. But then I think of how Kristen Ivy said, you can't anticipate what you don't anticipate. And every time I, I listened to this podcast with Jim, I kept thinking like, gosh, these are things that I need to be prepared for or things that are going to come up in the very near future. Um, And that was really good. But I just love his heart and his ability to overcome crazy circumstances Mm -hmm. or or different circumstances for that matter. Um, But he's just, he's been a real joy to have at the church. Mm -hmm. He volunteers pretty much everywhere if you ask him to. Yeah, he does. Um, But he's been an incredible leader. In, in so many different ways. And it's been really cool to hear this podcast and how he led his family. Yeah. And one of the things that, you know, we want to do here uh, on the Parent Network podcast is, you know, not only um, reach out to people who we know are kind of in the, the sort of church parent ministry world, like mm-hmm. Stuart and Kristen and people like that, and have uh, them as guests. We've actually got a guest coming up who's another one of those guys. He's real great. But we also want to just talk to parents. Yeah. And, we you know, we've done that in a couple of different ways. People who are just in the thick of it, who have wisdom to offer. And so that's what this is, one of those podcasts with yeah. Jim. So um, all of that to say, enjoy this interview with our friend Jim Gratton. Well, I am here with my friend Jim Gratton. Jim has been a good friend for a number of years here uh, at Port City. He is involved in so many different ways in serving um, not only our church, but really our community. And I could talk for like an hour of the way Jim has been (laughs) serving uh, through uh, just what's been happening with Hurricane Florence. But anyway, Jim, Mm. thanks for being here. And just tell everybody a little bit about you and kind of what you do here at Port City and what you do in life. You're welcome, Sass. It's always good to hang out with you, man. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, I have uh, lived in Wilmington, North Carolina since, uh, I guess, technically since 2010. So coming up on eight years this December, I think. Um, and really was, uh, well, my background in terms of a religious uh, belief was Catholic. So when I met Port City... Um, Your world got rocked. My world kind of got rocked. It was definitely, (laughs) and I was in a place where um, I definitely needed a change spiritually uh, because I really didn't, uh, I was definitely not the spiritual leader of my house. Mm. And it was because of that that I needed to see significant change and uh, led me to Port City and I kind of dove in, you know, because I knew that God was moving um, here in this place and with these people. Mm. And in my life, uh, all combined together. Yeah. So the timing, his timing was was pretty accurate. So Tell yeah. people what you do for a living. Um, I've been in the real estate business since I was 19 years old uh, in one capacity or another. Um, I've owned several businesses throughout those years as well, but uh, sort of in a pre-retirement state there you go. right now. Um, I manage... Um, a, a small little company called Just Great Properties, and it's our own thing. And it was a family business run um, since I was, uh, I guess, at the time when my wife and I were married. It was probably 20 years, at least 20 years old. Yeah. Um, but I was doing it long before that. I was yeah. owning real estate at you know very young age, but still do it. There you go. Still manage, still dabble, still fix. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned Florence. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's that that's rocked. It's really rocked my world. Yeah. <laughs> Florence changed some things for me in terms of how I think. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's the part I could talk for an hour about yeah. is the way Jim has been not only with the people who you know, live in some of his properties and taking care mm. of them, but just been really out in the community and and offering a helping hand in so many different ways to so many people. And that's the gym I know. I got to know Jim through um, our student ministry here at Port mm. City. Uh, I think you were doing both Tsunami and Ripple Effect when was, I kind of yeah, showed up and, I think so. yeah. and met you. So he's been a small group leader, um, a regroup's house leader. He's been on a lot of our trips and, and just amazing with, with students. And so I've gotten to know Jim for a long time. And part of the reason why I wanted to to talk to Jim is I actually ran into him with his adult son, Christopher, mm-hmm. um, just a couple days ago. And I know a lot of what we talk about here on the podcast sometimes seems to focus more on, you know, those of us who are parents who have younger kids, you know, either, you know, either toddlers, elementary school, middle school, high school. But Jim, you've got a really interesting perspective because you have young adult kids. So tell everybody about your kids. And that's what today's podcast is going to be about is, you know, how do you as a parent sort of raise godly adults mm-hmm. when they're kind of in their adult years? Because that's what Chris and Chelsea are. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah, tell um, us a little bit about them. They are in their adult years. I guess before I move a little bit further into parenting from a godly man perspective, I have to also probably let your audience know that my wife and I have not been together for almost seven years since mm-hmm. January. Yeah. Um, and so that's changed parenting for me sure obviously and sure. I know that a lot of your audience um, are also experiencing that that change in their lives um, Christopher and Chelsea are phenomenal people despite their dad and uh, they uh, I hope I can say that they're one on their <laughs> <laughs> with my kids <laughs> yeah they're on their own journey and uh, Christopher's 26 and our daughter Chelsea is uh, 29 um, and so they you know, they're living their adult lives. Um, but the crazy part about being a parent is that never really stops. Yeah. You know, parenting continues on. Um, and in this stage, it's uh, more of a, a, from an advice mentoring standpoint than it was, than it is, you know, as they were little mm-hmm. when you made all their decisions for them. Sure. Um, now you're seeing them make decisions that you probably would not, you know, allow them to make as as young children and so it it, you know it involves other relationships other people um you know finances and all those things that you you hope you kind of planted some seeds that were right Mm -hmm. and that had blossomed um the the hurricane florence actually brought christopher into town um but it, it wasn't until this just this past weekend so um we had we had some words over the phone about about his perspective on uh, not only just great properties in the business you know world and how he really hopes to take that on at some point in the future um but i don't think he understood the magnitude of this the scale of the storm yeah you know for for this little small business that i operate yeah. and uh, and so yeah it kind of kind of made me think a little bit about and this is crazy, but end of life with your grown adult children. You know, mm. you think about um, what what does it look like for you in terms of your kids uh, and the pressure you might put on them with owning a small business and potentially having them take that over. And and even, you know, for some of your audience, just, you know, a, a home and vehicles. And what does that look like? And the challenges physically that you might take on as you get mm-hmm. older. And so... Mm. 
when you need your children, your hope, your hope is that they're there and you have a relationship. Yeah. And that they care and love you, and uh, and you've and you've taught those principles and modeled more modeled those principles for them. And I can honestly say that I I was not a godly man. I definitely didn't model those principles for them um, to the extent that I do now. Yeah, sure. You know? Well, God got a hold of you, and yeah. something changed well, in your life. There's no doubt about yeah. that. God got a hold of me. And yeah. One of the things you just said that it reminded me of of something I heard kind of a really wise mentor say to me years ago is. <clears throat> what you really want is to have influence in your kids' mm. lives when they get to be young adults. I mean, you have control mm. when they're younger, but yeah. what you really want is to build a relationship yeah. so that you have influence. And That's so right. you talk yeah. a little bit about maybe that with, with your kids. Like, even if you weren't sort of leading in a godly way when they were younger, what were some things that you, you feel like you might have done to build that relationship so that you have influence now? Wow. Yeah. Um Quite honestly, I, I think I truly failed them earlier on. You know me now. You yeah. didn't know me then. Sure. I ruled the house with an iron fist. Mm. I, uh, there was no um, common communication. You listened. You didn't speak. Um, I, and, I, and those are all things that I you know, had learned growing up myself yeah. in a generation. You were passing it on from what you'd received. Yeah, and I always swore to myself that I would never do that to my children. I would never stifle communication with them. I would always want to be a warm, loving father. And, um, I thought that I was, you know, um, but the truth, the truth was, is that I, uh, I definitely placed too much value on the things that, you know, weren't necessary to place value on. I did. I, I really didn't understand love, you know, and, uh, you and I have had this conversation uh, until Christ hit me. Um, and I, and I mean that in a, in a gentle, loving yeah, way sure. <laughs> until I understood and fell in love with Christ myself. I didn't understand what love actually mm-hmm. looked like from a relationship standpoint. Mm. Um, and it, over these past six or seven years, it has become my focus, my absolute focus, that relationship and influence are the only thing that matter. It's not money. It's not the house you live in. It's not the cars you drive. It's, it's not what society shows us as being absolutely important. The, the intimate relationship that I now have and experience with our kids, our children, um, I never understood it myself until, mm-hmm. I, uh, until I opened up mm-hmm. Scripture and learned yeah. you know, what God did for me. You know, and, yeah. uh, well, What a great encouragement to, to you know, because we, we probably we do have some parents who are listening who their kids are, might be a little bit older, high school or, or mm-hmm. above, who, who may not feel like they have that relationship with their kids now. Mm-hmm. But even what you're saying is, you know, God can can heal that even in can. the midst of you, maybe, you know, not doing that when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah. God can heal that. And yeah. so that, that's that's it. hope. That's encouragement yeah. for parents no matter where they are. Right. It's a transformation that's happened to me personally. I mm-hmm. mean, and I think that, you know, Scripture says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And uh, it, it was necessary. Yeah. <laughs> For me to be transformed. I always saw myself as a loving human being anyway. I mean, I'm kind of a people person. Yeah, sure. Um, But to understand this type of love and this type of intimacy and this type of uh, genuine concern for others, um, I was much more concerned about myself and my own needs, my own desires, even Mm -hmm. as a father, Mm -hmm. um, making sure that I was, you know, I was the one that was surrendered to versus me surrendering to yeah. the needs and love and care of other yeah. people. Yeah. And so I think that that's, 
if there's any mind shift that could happen in terms of an, especially a parent whose children are, have already known them to be, you know, not loving, not kind, not tender, not genuine, um, fruits of the spirit. When I first really read those and took those into my heart and understood that that's how God expects us to Mm -hmm. behave as his children and not expects us, but encourages us to live in the spirit versus living in the world the way that we do. That's when I finally wrapped my head around who I really was, you know, and, uh, for the first time thought, wow, you know, I could live this way instead. So we talk about trans, you know, transformation. That was really the big one. Yeah. So we're really not having a parent network podcast here. We're just having a discipleship podcast. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, cause, cause that's what I think all of us as parents just need to remember yeah. is, you know, and we talked about this just a little while ago, the two of us is, is that, you know, God is the one who does the change in us. Mm. We don't, we, we don't have the capacity to yeah. change ourselves. I didn't. In I any see, way, I shape or form. Didn't. Yeah. Nobody that I've ever known kind of does. A lot of people think they can mm. and think they do, but. You know, what you're encouraging parents to do is to make sure, first and foremost, you're surrendered as a parent Hmm. to Christ so that you can be changed and transformed to better lead your kids, right? Yeah. I mean, I was influenced by my wife, who is probably the most tender, loving person I've ever met in my life. And uh, even with her influence in my life, I was still a very rigid, hard-hearted person. Um, And that came out. Yeah. In, you know, with my relationship with her. Yeah. And since that acknowledgement, since that recognition in my life and what ended up happening, and I think this is pretty typical of mother or of uh, marital relationships in a lot of cases is we get so self-centered. We stay self-centered. Um, we, we, in my case, I think I actually taught my wife how to fight because I was a fighter. Mm. And I, and this, this flower of a woman that I had in my life ended up those petals, once they start dropping off, you know, you can't put them back on. And so um, realizing and recognizing the tenderness of God in our lives, and you see that tenderness in your children. That's right. That makes a tremendous difference. Mm. And <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's uh, that was a mind-blowing experience when I finally realized and came to the truth. Yeah. You know, the truth of, of taking my own responsibility. Yeah. for you know how I behaved and who I was as a as a dad oh my gosh you know I look back and I think when I said earlier that our children are wonderful people despite me it's that's a true statement mm. very true statement mm. yeah. you know one of the earliest not one of the earliest but but I remember one of the first kind of big conversations you and I had was when you were leading a uh, middle school guys small group <laughs> And I, I think, and just because of your story and kind of where we're, what we're talking about here, I think it'd be appropriate to talk about. But but I remember you kind of looking at the landscape of the guys in the mm. group, 16 or 17 guys. And what was it, like 13 of them were, were coming from divorced families? Yeah. And right. and your heart for that. Yeah. Um, and just so, so talk yeah. a little bit about from a youth leader yeah. perspective, because I know, again, a lot of parents who are listening to this, are, have, that's their story and they've been through mm-hmm. that. But yeah. from a youth leader's perspective, maybe talk a little bit about what you saw and kind of what your mm-hmm. heart was kind of screaming about those boys Yeah, in the midst of that. And I think they were in seventh grade at the time. So now they'd be whatever. Yeah. Freshmen, sophomores. <laughs> it's crazy to look back. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it was one night I was asked to take over a group um, from one of our small group leaders and just sat in for the night, and it was chaos, as it sometimes always is with the 7th grade, 6th, 7th, 8th grade yep. boys, you know. Um, got them to settle down, and, and a question came up because 
one of the boys was experiencing some separation anxiety with his dad who has gone to Europe on a business trip and he said, you know, I'm, uh, can we pray for my dad because he's been gone for 10 days and I really miss him and he started to cry. And out of the corner of the room, there were four or five other boys that were laughing at this young man crying. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. We've all had, you know, a dad or a mom. We all have a dad and a mom who, you know, have left us at some point in time. And it was like, and I use the example of popcorn on a hot plate because they just started speaking out over mm. me. And one kid said, um, what are you talking about? I haven't seen my dad in a couple of years. You know, one, one child said, I haven't. I haven't seen my dad in seven years. And that choked me up. And so I, I posed the question to them. I said, how many, by show of hands, how many of y'all still have mom and dad in the same room or in the same house? In this room, how many of y'all have mom and dad in the same house? And there were 17 students in that room. And out of 17, three, mm -hmm. I think, had mom and dad still in the same house. And that was a mind blower. And two weeks later, I had the same sort of event take place same sort of question and i think there were the total was like five out of 28 mm -hmm. still had mom and dad in the same house so i the landscape for me changed completely after that um, unsolicited survey really yeah, sure you know um, and i realized that we we're dealing with a subject there that i i truly believe in even still that as a church we don't know how to approach it yeah sure um, as as parents, we don't know how to approach it because it's, you know, sometimes we have to take responsibility for things that are very challenging for the for what we've done to our children. You know, yeah. inadvertently, we're yeah. dragging them through this mess of a life that we've created, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and they don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. And, and are we talking about it? Even as a church body, are yeah. we talking about it? So true. It's a tough one. That's a tough, tough message. But so, it, to talk a little bit about how in, in your story, how yeah. have you navigated that with your kids? It it broke my heart to the point where I realized that <clears throat> even as young adults, um, my kids are dealing with the same thing. Um, my parents were thirty six years married, divorced, and um, I I had that same experience as a young adult. I was twenty seven uh, when my parents split up. And um, so now I'm dealing with, you know, a, a dad who's off onto other relationships and a mom who, you know, basically just didn't know how to live her life anymore and, you know, kind of lost it in a lot of ways. And, and I'm seeing that still, you know, with young adults that we, you and I, mm -hmm. interface yeah, with. Right. Um, but I'm experiencing, experiencing the same thing personally at the same time. And, um, I, you know, I, I don't. I can honestly tell you, and you know this about me, Sass, I don't want this in my life. This mm -hmm. is not something that, that I've agreed to, uh, to, to wanting in my life. And, and the way that I see it is um, the divorce culture, if I can say that word, um, is not something I want to be a part of because I see what it has done to our youth more than anything else because I, I looked at it, I looked back at it when my parents were going through it, and it definitely was not something I wanted for my family. Mm -hmm. I wanted reconciliation more than anything. And so the love of Christ kind of ties into this for me in a big way, and here's the simple gospel. And I, and I, and I don't mean to get back on Go. this whole discipleship thing. Hey, Christ came, God sent his son to die for us for, for, for two purposes, two, two major things, forgiveness of our sins, past, present, and future, for one purpose— reconciliation mm -hmm. 
and you and I have had this conversation right. as well. Reconciliation to me is the only reason Christ came. Mm. God wanted us back in, right. in such a way that he was willing to give himself. God was reconciling the world to himself, to himself. through Jesus. That's right. That's right. And so I've taken this approach with divorce and separation in families um, that really forgiveness is only, true forgiveness is only there if there's reconciliation mm. of, of some kind. Yeah, um, sure. Um, and I'm not saying it means the parents need to stay together on behalf, you know, for their children. Right. But it does mean that you have two people who <clears throat> created you know, these children who need to reconcile with each other to have a positive outcome to move forward in this world that we, you know, our kids struggle enough. Yeah. Know, when you have this this challenge inside their own home, they bring that into everything that they touch. And yeah. uh, just like we do as, as adults. You That's know? right. Um, yeah. and, the, and so parenting our own children, I have put myself in a place where <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm st- I still consider myself very married. I still, as you know, wear, wear my wedding band and, uh, and will continue to pray for my, my wife. Um, and the, you know, she's the mother of our children and the grandmother of our grandkids someday. Mm-hmm. And so, um, parenting has changed in terms of how I see scripture and how I how I think Christ's words are are critically important to us as as uh, as followers of Him. Mm-hmm. He holds the keys to the kingdom. That's right. And so, I now parent with Scripture, especially Jesus's words, as a lens to my life. I don't see anything else as a lens to my life. Mm, uh, which is a great word for parents of all ages at all situations. Yeah, I would. One would yeah. hope. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so so how how what what specific advice would you give parents who have young adults who may may or may not be walking with Jesus now, but a, as a parent you're trying to have that influence because of a relationship you have. What, what's what's your best advice for parents of young adults nowadays? Um, <clears throat> I think a couple of things. Um, number one, be truthful to yourself. Um, uh, like I just said, I'm living my life through Scripture as a lens for the balance of my life. Um, I want to finish well, and what that means is uh, if Christ is the person that I have to kneel before and hold account to, then He is all that matters, not other people. And so my truth is, am I living my life in the truth of Christ? Mm-hmm. Is, what is, is my identity a shadow of Christ? That's number one to me. And secondly, am I, is that what I'm portraying and taking full responsibility, <clears throat> excuse me, for, for our children? What am I modeling for them mm-hmm. now? Yeah. You know, because right. obviously it's, it's a big shift um, from where I was. Sure. You know? And uh, that's, I think those are the two things that's that right. are the most well, critical. Well, and, and I think, too, when you model that to your young adult kids— mm-hmm they see it in a different way than maybe they were, they had the capacity to see it when they were 12, yeah. right? Like, like they're yeah. trying to figure out what does it mean to live a godly life? Mm-hmm. And now they see another adult kind of doing that and they can process that in a different way. So, you know, what a gift to your kids to, to just try to model that each and every day because of what God's done in you. 
That's all I um, have. Yeah. nothing to do with me. Yeah, no, that's I've right. just surrendered. Sure. That's basically all I've done is surrendered sure. and submitted you yeah. know, for the balance of my days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think that's the, the best advice I could give to parents is just be truthful and accept, Chris, accept Christ's words and surrender to that. Mm. Yeah, that's good stuff. God will do the rest. You yeah. know, I've seen it happen in our, our children's lives. You know, God's done amazing things, and especially yeah. over this last six or seven years. Yeah. And, uh, well, and that's one of the things that I, I think, you know, I so appreciate about you is not just with your kids, but just with everything in your life and your situation is, is when you say you trust God, you really do. Mm-hmm. Now, is, is that an up and down and a struggle and a roller yeah, coaster I'm human, man. for all of us? I mean, of, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I'm human. Um, but as parents, if we can trust <clears throat> what God's doing uh, in the lives of our kids and in, in our family's life, then, you know, that's a huge obstacle to get over because a lot of people can't trust that. They, yeah. they kind of take it on themselves. So. Wow. Hey, well, Jim has been around a lot of our parent network events, has been really helpful in so many different ways, you know, there with student ministry, with a whole bunch of other things here at Port City. So, Jim, really appreciate you. Anything else you want to say to parents out there in parent network world? uh, Community. Mm. Yeah. We have a phenomenal community here. I look at Port City as my family, as you know. And uh, if you're not involved in Port City in some capacity um, you it's hard for you to appreciate the community that's offered here mm. and it's not because it's a church it's not because we're you know overall arching umbrella of a church yeah. it's just the people that make up this christ-bound christ-centered church that we have yeah that's a it's a phenomenal thing so it's like family that's awesome you know yeah, get parents, involved yeah make sure you're you're finding community um so that you can kind of walk in this life together so mm-hmm. cool thanks jim Graden. i think we'll probably have you back <laughs> another day to talk more wisdom in general. I love you too, bro. <laughs> hey, Marcy, one of the things that, that you said after kind of listening to this uh, podcast is just how humble Jim is in so many different ways. And man, did, did we not hear that? It's incredible. In the podcast, yeah. I, we, we know that about Jim because we know. Oh, Jim. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but. Well, it's, it's funny because his story is, I mean, I haven't lived through much of, you know, parenting obviously yet, but not only that the circumstances he's been through, I have not experienced, Mm -hmm. but there was this overwhelming joy I received from hearing his story and how he, like he learned to forgive himself in a lot of ways. And, and, and found that position with his kids where he said, you know, there was a time period where I wasn't doing what I should have been doing as your dad. And I find myself so often like kicking myself when I get in bed. I'm, I can't believe I said that to my Mm five-year-old or I can't believe I didn't do this or I, I did that. And it's just there are moments where we have to say, like, God forgives us yeah. and, and we have a chance to, to move on, to move on mm-hmm. and, and do better and try again tomorrow. Yeah. And that was awesome. How many people have such a hang up on forgiving themselves, even in the midst of using the words, I know God forgives me. Yes. Right. <laughs> right? So why can't I forgive exactly. myself? I yeah. mean, if the creator of the universe yeah. who you know died on the cross for me yes. can forgive me. Yes. And, and, and then it's really, it's a matter of not trusting God and, and living in fear yeah. where we're so scared that what we do now is going to create this horrible outcome. And you're watching and hearing the story of Jim talk about the things that he, he thinks he didn't do or the things he should have done. But the outcome was still, there was a moment where he found that relationship with Christ mm-hmm. yep. and it changed the trajectory of not only his life, but his children's yeah, lives. that's right. 
And we can't hold on to the fact that we messed up in this period of life. Like yeah. there is still hope for us wherever you are. That's right. There's still hope. There's redemption in Christ. Yes. That we always have to look towards that instead of towards the the, yes. the pain of the past and the sin. It's all going to be there. I love that about yeah, this story. I agree. Well, like I said, we're going to have Jim on again to to talk kind of more about a whole bunch of other stuff. And so thanks for listening today. Obviously, if you're if you're listening to this, it's still uh, either October or early November and you're in the Wilmington area, we'd love for you to be a part of one of our Parent Network Parent Dinners. So go to the website and sign up for those real fast. And uh, we do really look forward to kind of launching a whole bunch of things in January. Although there's some more podcasts coming up here towards the end of the year. Yeah, some really, really good, good ones. ones. Yeah, really good for ones. Sure, for sure, where we, we keep kind of talking about um, this idea of real parenting. We're kind of planting the seed now for mm-hmm. what we're really going to be launching into mm-hmm. in January, which we were going to be launching into back in September. But mm-hmm. anyway, we all know why we didn't do that. So thanks for listening to episode 19 of the Parent Network Podcast, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Sounds great.